What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week, another episode of the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. My co-host is Chad Goodall this week. What's going on, buddy? Chad and only Chad. Oh, yeah. The Chad. However you want to put it. It all works for me. Yeah. Um, our fearless producer, Mr. Ballad. Howdy, fellas. It's a pleasure to host the podcast. Yeah, thanks, man. We, we always appreciate it. Um, Tuesday, May 23rd. I'm another day older, boys. Another hey. year, another day. However you want to look at it. At this point, you know, looking on the small scale of things. <laughs> one day at a time. Um, as always, recording from Austin, Texas. It's a little stormy out there today. A little bit. Yeah, it was pretty crappy getting up here, but... I, mean, I, was, I was lucky enough to not have to deal with that. You know, it's hard to drive in the rain when your car doesn't have AC. Because your whole car fogs up and you can't see and it makes things that much more dangerous. Um... Sounds like a personal issue. It is. It is. <laughs> Very much so. And I combated that by getting something randomly in my eye with the windows closed. I'm not sure what it was, but it, it stung real bad. <laughs> a couple dust mites. <laughs> Dude, it got me good. Um, yeah, if you're listening to the Sports Buzz, you're listening on SoundCloud and iTunes, please uh, like us and follow us on both of those. Or I guess it's subscribe on iTunes. Share that out with your friends, family, anybody you know. To let us know we're doing a good job by giving us some five-star reviews, hopefully. If we're doing a good job, I don't know. I think we do well. If uh, we're not doing a good job, give us a five-star review and let us know what we can do tell better. us what we can fix. <laughs> That's the most effective way to yeah. get it to us. Yeah. So, we don't uh, even read reviews if they're less than five stars. <laughs> this is true. So this is our amateur hour. Um, and as always, the Sports Buzz is sponsored by the beautiful, the delicious Strangeland Brewery. Mm. Beer for any occasion. I think I jumped the gun there. No, you're right on point. It was good. It was yeah. solid. Finally, you're right on time. I'm going to wait till we get start talking before I pour this, because I will mess this up. Um, we're drinking some IPAs again this week. we got a got a lot of those left over. We'll be drinking them, though. Um, I am not disappointed we have some left over. No, not at all. Um, so, some show business that we'll take care of here in a minute. Um, quite a few segments. We'll get into our quotes of the week. Um, apparently, it's something called Beat the Streets. It just sounds like a homeless sex party. Um, you wish. Yeah. Well, it's about as close as you can get from what I what I heard, huh? Minus the homeless part. But Ballad's gonna let us know what that is later on. First impressions. And guess what? Uh, I maybe didn't mention this to begin with, but uh, you know, I didn't didn't mention this guy's name. A coach. Our first show without coach. He's uh unavailable. He's actually at Fenway Park right now watching the the Bo Sox up there. Doing some live reporting. Yeah, right. Well, live reporting. Yeah, we'll see if he gets any interviews with some Red Sox fans. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah. Be a great way to redeem himself by listen, uh, missing the show. <laughs> yeah, and uh, with him being gone, we'll just go ahead and talk ultimate without him in the uh, in the nightcap. Um, so yeah, go out to uh, check out Strangeland's new IPA. It's in stores. And it is delicious. It's very delicious. So we'll, we'll be drinking it all night, as we said. You can follow them on Twitter at Strangeland Brew. Struggling. I'm on Twitter at uh, Spencer underscore Spillman. Chad is at Mr. Chad Goodall. Ballad is at Z Ballad. Coach is at FrenchBean89. And the show, you can follow us. We post out some funny stories. Um, stuff we talk about on the show at SportsBuzzTX. Um, but hey, no coach, no problem, boys. Let's get this thing started. Let's do it. For some show business. Yeah, yeah. So Coach is gone. Uh, he's visiting the family up in Maine. They made a trip down to Boston today, from what I've seen. It's getting a lot of Snapchats. It's getting rather annoying, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but uh, I know he's eating a lot of lobster. 
said he got sick of it after knocking down like six lobsters in the first three days. Um, but it's going to be weird without him. You know what, though? I can attest to that because when we were in Clearwater, Florida, I had crab almost every day. Mm, and by the end of it, I don't think I wanted a crab for the next, I don't know, couple months. That's like, I was, I was pretty crabbed out. Yeah, got a case of So crabs. I understand that. I don't know if I could ever get sick of crustaceans. I, love I think crab. I could eat my body weight in in those things, and, and in some cases I have. So uh, I sure. love, love crab, I love crawfish, I love shrimp, I love it all, man. It's all good. Um, next piece of show business, uh, we did a listener game last week. Yeah. It was our Dirty 30 episode, and uh, Hank Hill has a, a great little sound clip. 30, 30, 30. And we heard it a lot. And we we did hear it a lot. And we put a challenge out there to our listeners to comment their answers for a chance to win a six-pack of the Strangeland IPA brought to you by Spencer. And <laughs> unfortunately, we didn't have anyone enter. Oh, well, I guess we'll drink them then. Well, we got to see who's going who's gonna to take home the extra six-pack. Oh, uh, okay. So, okay. Uh, Spencer, I'll let you start. What, what was your guess on the number Ooh. of 30s? Ooh. Um... I'm gonna go right on on thirty. Right on thirty. Spencer, did you have a, a guess? I'm sorry, Chad, did you have a guess? <laughs> well, if I did the prices right, I would just say thirty-one. That, that would be a good strategy. That's a smart bet. So, or unless you wanted the under. So I, I do not want the under. You on go that. with one. I I will say thirty-one, but I was gonna say like forty-three. Yeah, it's quite a bit. Both would have been right. Uh, I hit it right at fifty-one. Got, got a little carried away in the pro show. That you did. Um, so 51 was the answer. I guess I'll keep the beer. Sorry, That's guys. true. Yep. That's, well, that's fair, since you didn't guess. You don't you have enough, it. so we got to you know give you at least one more six-pack. That's right. <laughs> it's got a whole fridge full. <laughs> hey, uh, what is a fridge for if you can't pack it full of delicious Strangelands? That's true. Point. And that's when you point. host the podcast, you always got to be ready. So. Yeah. And then, wrapping up show business, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that it was Spencer's birthday yesterday. It was. How's it feel to finally be 18? What's the... Man, it feels good. You know, I shaved for the first time yesterday. Um, what? Yeah, what did, <laughs> what did you shave? Just got my first first razor. Did shaved you need your legs face. or what? No, I don't need to. I don't need to shave my legs. My hair's already falling off with the alopecia. That's right. Just yeah. Got a bald spot on my leg. Um, so Spencer, when you when a young man starts getting older, there are going to be some changes happening to your body that you might not. Be comfortable with, but just know that you can come talk to an adult about that if you've, okay. if you've got questions. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, guys. Um, may hear a few voice cracks in here. I'm not sure. Um, we have heard that. We so have. It did happen, yep. you know, from time to time. But, you know, it was a, a birthday where, I, you know, I worked. Went, yeah. to, went to work. It's part of part of getting older. Yeah, yeah. When you're 17, you don't have to, to work on it. You don't have birthday. to do that kind of stuff. Now you're still in high school. A grown man. Yeah. No, no square moves? Didn't make square moves. I stayed home, relaxed, hung out with my lady. Didn't do much, man. It was nice. Can't beat that. Very enjoyable. Well, just want to remind you that uh, in our listeners, that Spencer's birthday was yesterday, so it's it's no longer going on. So no special treatment today. Yeah. So just, we uh, we won't ask you about it anymore. Yeah. That's, that's fair, I guess. Uh, I guess we can get into some segments. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start off with uh, you. Good with that. So, fellows and listeners, what do we got? Georgia's football team decided to put a DJ booth in their locker room. Now, I know if I'm good with this or not, but I'll start with you guys. So, Ballad, are you good with this? God, you know what? I I guess I am because every team is trying to find a, an angle in recruiting. You know, Texas is, is putting television screens on their lockers. 
Apparently, Alabama's got a waterfall in their locker room. <laughs> Texas A&M's got a, their own barber shop. So, I, I guess the locker room, as much time as athletes spend in it, it's a big recruiting piece. So, for that case, yeah, I, I guess I'm good with this. Well, like, you know, I gotta say, I'm not good with this. Do they have? Do they hire a DJ? Is somebody coming to just DJ every single day that they have practice? That's kind of ridiculous. That's going to get expensive. Personally. Tell you what, if, if Texas State had this, they'd have so many student DJs they could bring in, they, they wouldn't know what to do with it. Yeah, and they'd sure. do it for free. I, I don't know if this guy's getting paid. Um, second of all, what does Alabama do with the waterfalls? Is it like a Zen room? I don't know. And then lastly, I'm not definitely not good with A&M having a barber shop. They wear football helmets. You can't see their hair. Most of the guys that are on the team have dreads anyways. So... What's the point of a locker room? You don't cut that. I mean, you're not going to see the haircut on the field. Isn't everyone's A&M supposed to have the same haircut, too? Yeah, yeah. They're all supposed <laughs> to be part of the core. Get a, get a nice crew cut. Nope. They got a barbershop in there. Man, I am good with this on certain aspects, and then I think it's stupid on a lot of aspects. <laughs> so, I think it's good for, like, pregame, after game, if they win. Mm-hmm. But if they're losing... Then they need their DJ privilege, privileges revoked. Taken away. You just gotta play like, make my way downtown, walk in. Every time they lose, they just gotta start playing some like sad, girly music. Maybe, yeah. uh, I don't know. Anybody got any better girly stuff? That was a girly song. No, that, that was good. I would go back uh, 90s like um, group. So you go like Fifth Harmony or like Hanson. Spice Girls. Maybe Spice some, Girls. Hanson or, would be good. Yeah, I mean, you could you could do some, you could take this so many okay. different ways. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I will say that I agree with Chad that this is very stupid. It is stupid. That's why I'm not good with it. Um, moving on, we got a little sports guys talking politics. A representative out of New Jersey, Mr. Frank, what, how do you say this? Paloon? Palon? Palon? Paloni? Paloni? I Paloni because he's from New Jersey. New Jersey. Paloni, whatever. So he is getting some legislation to be re- uh, all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, and it has to do with expanding... Gambling regulations, or I guess decreasing gambling regulations across the entire country, um, the legislation basically argues that it should be on a state-by-state basis that th- they get to decide what their gambling laws should be. Makes sense. And that New Jersey should have the same laws that Nevada has. Um, so you don't have to ask me. I'm totally good with this. But Spencer, uh, what do you what do you think about this legislation? Yeah, I mean, New Jersey makes sense. They got uh, what, Atlantic City there. Um, they've already got the casinos. It's kind of like Vegas, you know. At, at a certain point, um, you know, a certain point they're gonna have to cave in because of all the money they're gonna get from it. Right. Um. So. Well, would it be state regulated though? The state could make some money. Look at Colorado. Look at California. Look at all these Washington, all these places that legalize marijuana. They're raking in tax dollars. They're raking in money. And, you know, I feel like gambling is going to do just the same. You know, charge the casinos a small percentage of their winnings. Obviously, they're going to be like, sure, you can take five. Uh, Yeah. You can take five, ten percent from us or however much the deal ends up being. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this is a no-brainer. You have to go with it. Chad? Oh, yeah. No, I'm totally good with this. I think that it's just a matter of time before gambling. I mean, look at how much illegal betting goes on right now anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's just say that. Actually, I wouldn't know anything about that, but what no, saying? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Maybe Uncle Mac would. Maybe. But we can't speculate on that right now. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think that 
it's a matter of time. I think that uh, it'll be good. I just want him to do it in Texas. Look at this picture of this representative, Frank, uh, whatever his last name is. He looks like he might work for the mob. He, he looks like he's he got mob He's got ties. nice mob Italian gray hair. Yeah. He's wearing a nice pinstripe suit there. Um, I mean, he, he looks dangerous. I'm sure he's got a... Does he a, have a orange... It's a pocket tire pocket? or a flower? I think so. I, Maybe a flower. Either Too or. Too classy. Pretty mobby. I like it. I like I like the, uh, the total, legislation in this guy's hand. Total boss move. <laughs> uh, what's next? Uh, so next we got Good For You. Good For You. Good For You. And uh, so TJ Ford, um, really the first big name basketball player to, to come to UT, sign with, with Rick Barnes and the Longhorns. Um, Has his number retired. Does have his number up in the rafters at the Irwin Center. He uh, came back to school... 15 years after he stepped on campus um, to graduate, get his degree from UT. And uh, the look on TJ's face was absolutely fantastic. He was so proud. And Rick, um, Rick Barnes was talking with with uh, the interviewer there and said that um, TJ called him up about a month ago and said, Coach, I'm walking on May the 19th. Are you going to be there? And he said, TJ, I wouldn't miss it for the world. And... Uh, and just talked about what a great guy TJ was. Um, and then TJ broke down with some emotions, just talking about how Rick was a father figure to him and how, um, you know, how much it meant that Rick was there for him on his uh, on his big day. And TJ came from a really bad area in Houston, not the most educated in his life. So it was good to see him come back, get his degree, whether it be 15, 20, 30, 40 years later, he still did it. So good for you, TJ. I'm... Uh, uh, I'll always love T.J. Ford, man. Yeah, I I absolutely love T.J. Ford. This is one of the coolest things that I've seen in a long time. You know, a coach leaving a, a school where he's pretty much run out, and he comes back for his players. Yeah. So we have a lot to thank Rick Barnes for anyways, and mm-hmm. this is just another example of why UT made a good decision to hire him when they did. Absolutely. I'll say this about the article. Uh, Barnes said that he couldn't pass up a, a chance to take a trip to Austin. No shit. You live in Knoxville now. Of course you couldn't <laughs> pass a trip to get to Austin. But uh, we had some other basketball news going on in Texas right now, didn't we? We did. Big Absolutely. news came out, what was it, Tuesday? Monday or Tuesday, the 18th? A couple big things. Yeah. Um, so the biggest news of them all was uh, the number two recruit in the country by Scout.com, number three by ESPN, um, number two by Rivals. I mean, this kid is incredible. Mo, Mo Bamba, Mohamed Bamba, for those of you who don't know him, from Harlem, New York, signed his uh, scholarship agreement to play basketball for the University of Texas. Boom. And his top three was Kentucky. We had Texas, Kentucky, Duke, Michigan, and Harvard. The fact that Harvard is in his top five just gives a testament to how smart this kid really is. Um, not some guy that they just picked up out of the slum. I mean, TJ was a kid out of the, out of the slums. Um, Muhammad Bamba is a, is a smart kid. He proved that with the letter he wrote to, uh, I think he wrote a letter Players to Tribune. Kentucky, right? Or to the other teams on why he yeah. didn't choose them. Yeah. Um, really cool article there. If you haven't seen it, check it out on Players Tribune. Um, he stated that really the main reason he chose Texas was his relationship with Shock Smart. Shaka, as we may or may not have talked about in many, many shows ago, um, coached the USA U18. under-18 team. 
Um, so he's gotten the in. He's, he's been around these kids for a lot longer. He's had more time to kind of plant that seed. And with Bamba coming, it makes this team dangerous next year. Um, along the likes of some of the guys that are going to stick around. It's, uh, and, and the rest of the class. And you got Matt Coleman, the kid who picked us over Duke. Um, Andrew Royce, Jones Royce is returning. Well, yeah, we were going to get into that. But, um, but yeah, the big, the big two is Bamba and Coleman. Um, is it Febris from from Houston? A couple kids from Houston. So then they got the grad transfer or the uh, the transfer from what Tulane University. So he'll probably start. The top starting five is is looking kind of scary right now, and they have options. They got Eric Davis coming back. Um, Kerwin Roach will be back, and uh, the guy you were just talking about, Ballad, um Andrew Jones, had his name in the NBA draft. Had up until the combine, the draft combine to. Uh, to take his name out or to sign with an agent and two days after um bomba signed he came out three days after he said i'm coming back i'm playing with that guy i want to win i want to win a championship i want to take texas somewhere where they've never been before um you know the only final four that i have ever witnessed was tj um so it's it's scary you look at guys you could have four maybe five new starters on that team. You look at Bamba starting at, at the at the center position. Very athletic kid, 6'11". Um, he looks like a bigger LeBron James when he plays, in my opinion. I think this is a power forward. He'll, he'll play the five as big as he is, but um, he's going to be too quick for some of those those college centers. I mean, you think of the college centers that Texas used to have. Dexter Pittman. Um, he's going to bring a new dynamic to the team, oh, for sure. absolutely. And he can play defense. He's a He can stretch... The offense out. He can, I mean, he's so long. He, he I think his wingspan is seven six, seven eight, something like that. The kid's only six eleven. It's like Kevin Durant's size, um, just thicker, and could actually probably bench press Kevin Durant. Yeah, and we all know Kevin <laughs> Durant couldn't lift two hundred pounds at the combine. One eighty five so. to be exact. Either way, um, he still couldn't lift it. But so, this is great for Texas on multiple different aspects. Yeah. Um, it gives Shaka Smart. Um, you know, a great recruiting class to hopefully be able to do something and create a culture there. Yeah. Uh, it also shows, and it is a testament to what he did with, um, the center that was there this year. Help me out, Jared uh, Allen. Yeah, Allen. Because because Bomba said that was a big part of it Bamba, too. Bomba said exactly that his trans his uh not transition but his development his improvement, his improvement, and improvement yeah. Was a big reason for him choosing the long Yeah, his footwork, his shot taking. Yeah, Bamba mentioned all of that. Um, so it's going to be huge. I cannot wait. You, you got a Matt Coleman at guard. You got Bamba at five. And then you look at guys, the transfer. I mean, it's going to be a bunch of, of first-time, first-year guys for Texas coming out. And it's the potential coming up this year has got me already excited. Not to mention, I mean, football, obviously, but. The basketball team. Yeah. Jeff Ketchum had a great tweet yesterday about, obviously, Shock is on a, a huge lucky streak nailing all these great players and keeping all these players. He said, now the time for Shaka to hit the craps table in Vegas. Well, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have had said it better myself. Well, now he's Ketchum. got a coach. Now he's got a coach. Yeah. Uh, he's got the players. He's done the, the work in the, in the recruiting train. Um it's time to prove it on the court. That's, uh, that's all there is left to do. It's all time to move on. What's next? Well, I was going to say, I would love to break that down and, and see what Shaka needs to do. Oh, uh, we but, got plenty of time to do that over the summer, but, boys. But let's break down something else. There's a high schooler in New Hampshire 
Brennan Oxford, who just threw his fourth straight no-hitter. Damn. I mean... I mean, it's easy when you're playing against T-ballers. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I at a loss for words. I mean, that's I, absolutely insane. The fourth straight, um, striking out 13 batters in a 6-0 win. And his record on the season is 4-1. I'm going to break this down and say, how in the hell has this guy only won four games and they've only been no-nos? This guy should have been pitching at least 10 games. Well, you know, let's break it down. Maybe, I mean, this isn't a speculation, but I want to know when he started pitching. It's true. Uh, I'd like to know how many appearances he's had. I mean, we got to have more stats here. we got to have the whole story. That's that's absurd that his record is only 4-1. and one. Um, Yeah, his hitless streak is 30 and two-thirds innings. This is un- unheard of. Yeah. Unheard of. No, absolutely. Bella, what do you got to say on this? Yeah, I want to know the division they play in, in high school or what district they play in yeah. because it, it sounds like the, the competition is not very tough. That's what I'm saying. I, I'd also like to see this kid pee in a cup because um, if, if they're not already testing this kid, he's throwing a, a big red flag up to the the governing bodies of, of baseball in whatever state he plays in. So uh, be on the lookout, Brennan. They're coming for you. He's already a Wake Forest commit. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's going to change. change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. Uh, what do we got next? Next, we got a uh, hashtag hashtags. Hashtag hashtags. Hashtag hashtags. And old Deion Sanders is uh, ripping his son on Twitter again. Gotta so, love that. Deion Sanders Jr. tweets, Gotta get the hood donuts almost every morning. If my donuts don't come in a plain white box, I don't want them. Deion Sanders Sr. says, At Deion Sanders Jr., you're a Huxtable with a million dollar trust fund. Stop the hood stuff. LOL. Son. Hashtag truth. <laughs> this is great. There's nothing it's better than a dad gold. schooling his son on social media. Uh, Deion Sanders stole my my thing though here. I've, I've kind of coined the LOLOL. Uh, I got tired of saying ha 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 ha. That's LOLOLOL. I know. And he stole that he, from he me. He left one of the OLs out. For, for production purposes, I didn't want to waste time with it, but here okay. we are talking I'm, about I'm it. I'm glad I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> this is great. I mean, Deion Sanders Jr., shut the fuck up, man. I don't even know what to do with you. What hood are you talking about? Your neighborhood? Hey, this is, that's what I'm saying. Is he is he saying that he's getting the rest of his neighborhood donuts, or is he saying he needs the donuts that are from the hood? Oh, that's a good point. See? See? The way you think about it, like, gotta get the hood donuts... But then he says, got to be in a plain white box, though. So I'm thinking he's talking about donuts from the hood. This is the thing is, I, I think you're right on that. And the first yeah. time I read this, I thought he was bringing donuts to the hood. Yeah. But clearly that's not what he's doing. No, 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 no. He's so talking he's, about donuts from the hood. So this is slander against Krispy Kreme is, is basically what I'm reading into here. Absolutely. Yeah. That is Shipley's. Yeah. Well, Shipley's, yeah, Shipley's almost has a plain white box. Oh, but it's not a plain white box. It, it changed. It used to be. Back in the day? I wonder, though, if he had Round Rock Donuts present to him, Ooh. would he get Round Rock Donuts? Ooh. I think Deion Sanders Jr. only buys donuts from Koreans. That That's his that's his motto. If they're not fresh made from the from the K-Box, gotta go. The K-Box. I, I, like just, that. I just want to point this out that you should hashtag this 2015, because this is from 2015. 
And I've seen this before and remember oh. laughing so hard when I saw this. Oh, man. Because Deion Sanders rips his son on a lot of stuff. So there's, no, this there's, there's, some, why am I, there's why some fantastic show prep for you from our producer, Z Ballad over there. Throwback Tuesday. Yeah, Throwback we Tuesday. Have, throwback. On hashtag, hashtag, it's got to be Throwback I'm Tuesday. I'm glad you caught that because I wasn't paying attention. I just thought it was hilarious. No, I, I remember seeing this before and laughing so hard because it is so true. And Deion Sanders does this all the time. If you don't follow these tweets back and forth between Deion Sanders and his son, you should totally go check it out because they will, are great. Uh, we'll be on the lookout for more of those. Uh, but for now, though, we got to go over yeah, to... Yeah, clean up, clean up your mistake, Ballard. Start the next segment here. Yeah, we're going into Money Talks. Is this from this year? This is from this year. Actually, this is technically for next football season. So okay, kind great. Of next so we're looking year. at future. We're back to the future. We're looking at futures. <laughs> the NCAA football totals have come out for about 50 different teams. And big surprise, Alabama at the top with 10.5. You don't say. Yeah, go figure. Uh, have you guys got a chance to figure. look at these totals yet? Uh, I've looked at some of them, and I am actually going to take the under on Alabama's 10.5. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, let's talk about that. Where, where's I the, think, where are the losses on this schedule? I think that they're going to be worse than what they did last year. Uh, I, I just don't see them having as good of a team. They don't know who this, who's the, who they're going to be at running back. They don't know who they're going to be at wide receiver. They got so many different holes in the defense because Lost of how many of players left. Um, their almost entire secondary has been replaced. Uh, I just don't think that they're going to be as good as they were last year. I also think that the quarterback for Alabama is going to hit a little uh, little snag, maybe a little bit in the season. So um, I, I, I don't like the 10.5. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's, that's a bold call. I like it, though. Um, you, If you are willing to bet that under, you're getting great odds on that because the over is minus 1,500. So I don't – some pretty good money you can get on the under if you're willing to bet it, which it sounds like you are. Um, Spencer, yeah, but I don't bet it illegally. But if I not. if I was a betting man, if you were and you, I would you I would probably put a hundred dollars on that. There you go. It's a good value right there. I wish I had the list that you had here, but mine's uh, not looking the same. Well, I got it up here for you. What uh, anything else sticking out to you when you look at this? Yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma nine, nine and a half, half. <laughs> definitely stood out to me, and I just looked at that list. Um, oh. Even numbers are, are a little easier, I feel like. You got Ohio State at 10, Clemson at 9. I think Clemson will be a 10-win team. Um, but really the... You the, think Clemson will be a 10-win team? Yeah, why not? Dabble's a good coach, man. I feel like they're going to be like Alabama. They play in the ACC, which is not always the highest-touted uh, division or conference in the NCAA. But really, Oklahoma is the one I, I would take the over on, um, just because the, I, I feel like OU is going to be really good. Is Texas in this list somewhere? Or? Texas on the list, I think it's set at seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, give me the over on that big time. Yeah, definitely um, the over there. I, I read, and, and Tennessee as well. Tennessee and Texas are two teams that I've seen in uh, in early speculation articles saying uh, – Look for them to to come out of nowhere and kind of surprise you and and um, really impress you with with the bad seasons they had last year and the turnaround. So Tennessee and Texas are are the two that I would look into as far as the overs for sure. That's interesting. I think I'm leaning on the under for Tennessee. Okay. They lose to, uh who was the the quarterback uh, the bald headed. He guy? was alopecia. He's not bald. 
Well, he doesn't have hair, so to me that's that's bald. West Virginia. Josh Dobbs. Lose oh, yeah. Josh Dobbs, who was really great for them uh, last year. And and they got really lucky last year in a lot of yeah, games. Yeah, they did. Oh, man, there were so many nail, nail biters. Especially nail early biters. on. Yeah. They were the Cinderella's of the NCAA for a while. And I just don't trust Butch Jones. I don't think he can do it again. That That's an under for me. It's interesting that you... Uh, that we have different things, thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, I would say for West Virginia, I don't know their non-conference schedule well enough to be able to say this, but I don't think that they're going to be in the top three, or they're 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 in the bottom half of the Big Twelve for sure. Um, they lost so much. That was such a senior-ridden team last year. I don't see them. They're at seven. They're at seven. I would say they were going to be at six or under. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I could see them not making a bowl. So. That'd be five. Auburn at eight. Please, God, please at least eight wins. It'll be a long football season if I can't get eight wins out of uh, Auburn. Well, they, they got to get some offense first, and they, they haven't had the same powerhouse defense that they've had in years. But Oregon at eight is interesting with the coaching change. Yeah, that's kind of high for a coaching change. Texas isn't even that high. Yeah. And Oregon was even worse than Texas last year. So... Yeah, only time will tell, and we're gonna dive sure. as we get into you know the off season. We'll get deeper into these football schedules and we really do some deep summer. dives on it. We all can always summer. speculate on it, but something we can speculate on valid. Yeah, bring it up, Spencer. So we we got uh, we got old Jim Harbaugh doing Jim Harbaugh stuff. Why, why he was out on a farm? Um, he delivered a calf. What I mean, let's speculate here, Ballard. What what was he doing on the farm? Just give let us know what what are you speculating on? Well, he was at Fair Oaks Farm. You know, he he had a good football season. Disappointing not making the playoffs. Maybe he was interviewing. Maybe he's looking for that backup job. Looking for that backup job, and we know that he has a history in milk. He's he's been on the milk train. He's got the background for it. Maybe he was out there, you know, putting uh, putting his uh, name in the hat. They do endorse him, so maybe it was a paid appearance. But why all of a sudden is he? I mean, why is he delivering a calf? This is very simple. Let me break it down for you guys. He was just in Rome taking lives, so he had to give life back. That's and right. what better way to do it than to deliver baby calf? That's fair. You know, so uh, that's that's exactly what he's doing here. Uh, what I'm speculating on, though, is, you know, who is taking this picture? Is it his, like, entourage that he brings with him? That he's like, hey, I'm going to go deliver a calf. Come with me. Or is it just some local person at this middle-of-nowhere farm? He's like, hey, hey, send me that, please. Is that, is that Can you one? please upload this to Twitter? Because I really need my followers to see this. Yeah. Here's the other thing. So, I'm a man, so I don't know much about Are how you? the female body works. And I know less about how the female cow body works. But you can't just tell a cow... To have a calf. There's a schedule behind that. Was Coach Harbaugh's uh, visit scheduled around this calf being born? Or did he just get so lucky that it just literally fell into his arms? Knowing him, he's been on, like, the calf tracker for weeks. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He's got somebody updating him at all hours of the day. Oh, it's it may be happening here. You may want to get out here. Um, I mean, this guy's all over the place. What is he playing in golf tournaments? He's got... He's got all kinds of stuff. He's got camps all over the country. His satellite camps. I'm sure that he's running. Yeah. 
I wonder if there's a website that has to do with when the delivery day is for cows, and Jim Harbaugh just goes through it, and he's like, just oh, this it. one's coming up. I got to go today. Well, you remember the damn giraffe that everybody is freaking out about on Twitter? Yep. I mean, I'm sure that there's something, and some one person tweeting about it, and he's like, I got to get out there right now. Honestly, too, I want to know the sex of the calf. I want to know if it was a male calf or if it was a female calf. They conveniently left that out. They, they mm. there's just so much more information that we need here. I don't yeah. know if we can. Uh, what was the what was the weight? What go? time of birth? I mean, come yeah. On. What, was the calf healthy or was it stillbirth? Is it gonna be a milk cow or a meat cow? They're, they're very different. They are. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That got dark so fast. I'd like to know if, if a Harbaugh gets to take this calf home with them. If you deliver a calf and you're a visitor, do you just get to take it home with you? It's, it's yours for the for the taking? Could oh, be. good God. That got dark so fast. Is it a milk it. or a meat cat? Nick. Calf. Oh, my God. Hey, um, do you eat hamburgers? I do. Then you were thinking the same thing. I wasn't. I wasn't. That's a that's a baby. I wasn't. Well, I do like veal, so. Veal's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Now he's dark. Yeah, we got we got dark there. We need to take a break, get it back on the lighter side. Um, we'll give you our quotes of the week coming up right out of the break after a little bit of music. We'll be right back with a little bit of more sports buzz. Welcome back to the Sports Buzz, sponsored by Tom Breeze Campground. It's a little strange I'm doing, but Tom Breeze coming up this weekend. Uh, we got Memorial Day weekend, guys. Yeah, we do. I'll be out there on Saturday listening to some Dave Finley. If you don't know who he is, he was on America's Got Talent. Made the, uh, the final 12 on America's Got Talent. Um, always puts on a hell of a show. Go out there, meet us out there, get drunk, listen to some good live music, float the river, do a little camping. They got it all out there, Mountain Breeze. So check them out. Um, you gonna be out there? Okay. I am. I'm trying to get out there on Saturday night. If I can't get out there Saturday night, I will be out there Sunday night. Okay. So I will be out there one night this weekend. I'll be out there Saturday for sure. Be out there Saturday. I got this little thing called moving that mm. I have to do. Yes, yes, mm. indeed you do. So. That Depending on uh, how that goes. You going to come out? Can I'm going to try. I'm floating on Saturday. Mm. If, um, if you need a ride, we'll have sober rides. Do okay. not drive drunk. There will be a lot of state troopers sleeping in your car. Was sleeping. that the night? Or was that the weekend? Or was it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, don't do it. It's not good. There's troopers everywhere. Um, and they will, they will pull you over for going one or two miles an hour with speed limit on a road. Jerks. Um, but on a lighter note, let's get into some quotes of the week. Quotes of the week. And Who wants to start? I think you should start it off. You're the host of the pod. You you host the podcast. I do host the podcast. Uh, mine comes from Reddit. A guy named Joey. Oh, yeah, made its way. We're into... quoting Reddit users now. Here we go. Here we go. He said, "No, this is act. This is a. I found an article on Reddit. It was from a newspaper, a sports commentary section, and this guy Joey says." I'm sick of sports commentators saying you couldn't write a script like this. If people can write scripts about dystopian futures in which life is in fact a simultaneous simulation made by machines to harness human heat and electricity as an energy source, then they could probably write one about Gary Taylor Fletcher scoring a last-minute equalizer against Stoke. 
He's totally right. That is such a bogus sports line that sports people say all the time. And you've heard them say it. You couldn't write this script. Get more original. That That's such a stupid line. Am I right or am I wrong, Spencer? I mean, you're right in a sense, but, you know, you can't predict sports. They just happen. You, you can't. Nobody could tell you at the beginning of, you know, I don't know. Jordan Spieth winning the Masters. Yeah. Or Jordan Spieth losing the Masters the next year. You, you couldn't have write it at the beginning of the week saying, here's exactly what's going to happen. Spieth's going to do this, or this player's going to do this, or Avery Bradley's going to hit a game-winning shot against against the Cavs in Cleveland. No, you can't write that. I agree with the statement, but at the same time, there's nothing like sports, which is why we all love it so much. Yeah, but if it was up to LaVar Ball... He thinks that he knows everything that's going to happen. So. Maybe he should become a movie writer so. and write his son's script. <laughs> I like the quote, Valid. He goes straight to DVD. Um, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and I agree with you. You can't predict sports, which is why we have sports gambling, but you could write these scripts, and that's what this guy Joey's saying, and I'm, I'm all on board with it. I guess you could write it, but you, you, wouldn't, you couldn't write it, and then it happened exactly the way you wanted to, it to happen. Yeah. Um, I think it's a. I just think it's a cliche. I, I agree. I thing agree. It gets thrown out way too often. I agree. It has to be a big time moment. Yeah. Big time special moment. I just feel like I've been watching sports long enough to where I don't. I mean, I get surprised by things, but nothing makes me fall out of my chair where I'm yeah. just like, oh well, that there's no way that's, that could ever fair. happen. Um. Okay, I'll go next. Um, my quote comes from the uh, the goat Mike Glennon, hmm. a career backup quarterback. Um. <laughs> Was uh, signed signed with Chicago. Oh yeah, sixteen million guaranteed. And then Chicago turns around and says, "We're gonna go out and pick up Mitch Trubisky. We're gonna trade up and get Mitch Trubisky in the draft." So Glennon, being the confident guy that he is in all of his uh, NFL success, came out and said, "I'm not worried about the future. I'm not worried about the past. I'm worried about the present. And right now, this team is my team." And that's where my focus is. So you think that you're going to, as a career backup quarterback who has played for many teams, but not really played for many teams, if you know what I'm saying, thinks that he's that, that Chicago trades up to get this kid, gives up all these picks and everything just to get uh, Trubisky, that he's going to outplay him? I'm looking forward to seeing that quarterback battle. Yeah, I mean, I Mitch just Trubisky, the, though. I love the cockiness out of a guy who's never done anything. Mitch Trubisky only has, like, 12 career starts in college. So, for this guy to actually have the confidence Mike to say... Mike may only have, may have less than that in the NFL. Yeah, but he's been in the systems longer. That's, that's fair. So, we'll, we'll see what happens, because Mike Glennon's owed $16 million this year. So, for him, he can say really whatever he wants, because the Bears still owe him a ton of money. Tony Romo was owed a lot of money. He didn't play very much. Yeah, but no one knew that that was going to happen. Man, if I'm Mike Glennon, I'm kind of excited about Trubisky. You're still going to get paid. There's almost zero pressure on you. It's like, hey, whatever. Say whatever you want to the media. It's, it's not going to matter in a couple of you know months anyway. So, yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. I'd love to be in that position. <laughs> I would, too. Right? <laughs> I absolutely would, too. So, uh, my quote comes from... 
Colin Cowherd. Oh. And I know how much oh, you guys love yeah. Colin Cowherd. He does say some funny stuff that I agree with. I fucking hate Colin Cowherd. So he had a quote today. First half of the night. There it is. Yep. So he had a quote today that said, We crush players for not winning titles. Yet when they pursue titles, we crush them again. Yeah. And this is so true. Because this is clearly a bash on Durant. Yeah. No, no. He's he's standing up for Durant saying... Okay. He's standing up for Durant saying that we crush him if he doesn't win a title there. But then when he goes and tries to win one, we crush him again. And honestly, the same thing happened to LeBron when LeBron left Cleveland to go to Miami. Agreed. So, in my eyes, especially being a LeBron fan, this is perfectly true for the older generation who is trying to compare... LeBron James to Michael Jordan say there will never be a comparison because Michael Jordan has more rings. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then they're going to say, if my, if LeBron ever does get those six rings, they're going to say, well, he had to go to Miami to get two of them. Who the fuck cares if we move teams to get some? Cleveland wasn't going to get guys around him to win, so he had to go somewhere to win. What's the big deal? I don't understand it. So you're agreeing with Cowherd here. I'm agreeing with Colin Cowherd mm-hmm. on this quote yeah. for a change. I do too. I do too. I completely agree with it. And we we definitely bashed LeBron. It was like, best player in the world has got to go play with Bosh and Dwayne Wade to get two. I mean, but, you know, once he came back to Cleveland and won one, whether it be the players he had around him as well there, he still did it back where he, where he started. So, and that kind of... Took a lot of that talk off of it, and Durant definitely helped by going to Golden State and kind of becoming the the bad guy for chasing rings and going to Golden State. I'll say this, Chad. I'm really glad you picked this quote, and I'm really glad it came from Colin Cowherd because I could not disagree more with this statement. Uh, There is a difference between earning a championship and manufacturing one. When you when you go out and you and you conspire with the best all-stars in the league manipulate contracts so that people are getting underpaid so that you can stack your team with all of this talent. It ruins the integrity of the league. We're seeing that right now in the NBA where Golden State is what I think they're like like 18 and one over the last 19 games because they've put together such a stacked team. They're like 26 and one over the last I think that's it, 26 yeah. and one. So if they win a championship, will I say they didn't earn? Of course not. They they had to play the games. They had to go do it. But to me, it's a very manufactured championship. You find you structure contracts so that you can fit the best players on your team. And if this is directed at Kevin Durant, so is my statement. You left a pretty good team to go to another team that was already probably going to be in the finals anyways. Uh I couldn't disagree more, and I'm very glad it's Colin Cowherd because I hate that guy. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this then: What happens whenever a coach gets fired, and it's not the players' decisions, or when ownership won't put players around a different player, like Cleveland was doing to LeBron? Because Cleveland wasn't putting any other good players like around LeBron. Was, like OKC was just doing like OKC fired Scott Brooks. Yeah. Who Kevin Durant really liked and and traded Harden. Yep. Whenever that happened, so he he holds no loyalty because you had an owner in Seattle that said, "I don't really want to pay three hundred million dollars yeah. for a new stadium, so I'm going to sell the team to 
to the Oklahoma. Only, the only loyalty they, they so have there's no loyalty the in any of this. The only loyalty is with the fans, and that's why you see LeBron came back to to go to his to his hometown. Right? So, so does, I respect what you're saying. though. Yeah. I completely agree. If Durant but does I think come it back, does go a couple different. To, if Durant does well. come back to OKC, it'll only be for the fans and nobody else, because the the ownership never put. Another real stud player around him. Just they think about drafted, how good Oklahoma City would have been. All those, guys, all those guys they had when they went to the finals and got swept were guys they drafted. So here's what I say to that: is that teams win as a team, and the front office is part of that team, part of that organization. Fair. Yeah. So if you're the same way that if you're going to blame offense, you're going to blame defense. You could blame the front office of an organization for why they're not winning. Um, that's not to say that you should, as a player, you should jump ship and go to just jump on the best team and take less money. Um, it's not cheating, but it feels like it at some point. And I would just like to see it, you know, if Kevin would have stayed on that team with Westbrook having the season he's having, if they couldn't add other players around it, that's a reflection on the, the front office. And... And, and that's where we would shift the blame. I don't think we'd be looking at Kevin Durant saying, you're not trying hard enough to win a championship uh, versus now the argument I'm making where you went and manufactured one. So Yeah, they had nobody else. I mean, Victor Oladipo had a shit season. Um, even the guys they drafted, just a young, young Sabonis, um, didn't do anything. Cantor and Adams didn't really perform. The reason Russ had the season he had was because Durant wasn't there. What I'm saying is that I'm not blaming Kevin Durant on not winning a championship in OKC, but I'm not going to credit him when they when they potentially win one in Golden State. I'm going to make a custom shirt with Durant with his ring on, just giving you the middle finger. That'd be great. That would be if they won. So they will. Yeah, I, I like this quote because it talks about I think the two best players that are in basketball right now. Definitely got us debate. When it goes numbers. to LeBron and Kevin Durant, and I also liked it because. I know that Ballad would have hated it. I actually thought that you weren't going to like it as well. Um, and it's it just it, it goes to show that uh, we disagree a lot. Yeah, it got a good and, argument. And I like that. Yeah, that's the whole point of uh, of talking sport. We, we're so, probably not going to agree on most things. So those are the quotes of the week. Quotes, quotes of, of the week the was week. solid. Um, that's a fun segment. That's good. Yeah, I think we do that better without Coach. Way better. For sure. I, I for barely sure. even noticed who in here, to be honest. <laughs> I was about to ask him. Please. I completely forgot, and then I looked over, but I forgot I was in a seat. So. You are in a seat. The coach's castle? The king of the castle over there? That's true. Um, yeah, for our listeners who don't know, coach usually basically sits in a closet. He sits. Yeah. He likes his cave. I had, I, had to move, I had to move everything up, so I'm out of it. He likes his cave over there. Um, it's a good cave. So, Ballad, you get the opportunity of keeping sports weird this week instead of myself. Let's keep sports weird, baby. Woo! And so there's, like I mentioned last week, there's only a handful of events that happen in wrestling every year that anyone cares about and, and that are worth talking about. I'm asshole. Last week, we had one of them. It's an event that's called Beat the Streets. Uh, team USA, the international team, every year invites in another international team to come over and wrestle in the middle of Times Square on an elevated mat in New York City. Um, they they broadcast it on Flow Wrestling, which is kind of the thought leader in, in wrestling right now. Gotcha. And this year, Japan came over, and we beat the shit out of Japan. Um, on the men's side, not a single match was lost. 
And there were some people that just put on some clinics. Um, to start, we had uh, Logan Stever, a 61-kilogram guy. Um, what is this in uh, American pounds? 61, it's about 33 pounds, 133. Okay. Um, I was going to say, that's a little tiny man. <laughs> 33 pounds, 30, uh, 34, uh, 34 and a half pounds. Uh, multi-year uh, national champion out of Ohio State. Was that match close? <laughs> no, 11 to 0. Okay. Whooped his ass. Uh, we had James Green uh, at 70 kilograms with 10 0. Um, and, and just for you guys, I wanted to use this opportunity to teach you guys a little bit about wrestling. I'm learning. Teach me. If anyone is ever up 10-0 in what they call freestyle, they call it a tech fall. Is this like a mercy rule? It is, that's exactly what it is. Okay. It's, I'm beating the shit out of you so bad that we better just stop this thing before it goes on any worse. James Green with a tech fall at 70 kilograms. What is that? What is that? Okay, so what is 119? What is, uh, is that the time? Yeah, so David Taylor at 86 kilograms, a, a rising star in, in USA Wrestling. Did he break Takahiro Murayama in half? Pinned him in a minute 19. Wow. <laughs> Guys, to put this in perspective... I thought maybe he, like, is that like a TKO in UFC, basically? It, it's a pin, and he pinned him in embarrassing fashion, a cradle. I can show you what it looks like later, but you won't like it. <laughs> but to pin... A country's best wrestler at a weight in under two minutes on an international stage like this says a lot about where David Taylor is going. So that's the real embarrassment then. That that's is the biggest embarrassing scoreline of the of the entire one. For sure. And I'll show you guys the video later if you want to see it. But the way he pinned them was was bad. What? Why? Okay. So why is this in the sixty-five kilogram kind? Why does this Frank Italian? Guy, Frank Chamizo, why did he get invited? Great question. So they fill, um, so there's only a handful of international weights that, that, that are wrestled. So they bring in a couple marquee matches to, to make it a little more exciting. Gotcha. Um, that was a really good match. Uh, Frank Chamizo versus Jordan Oliver. Jordan mm. Oliver just had a big surprise win at the U.S. Open. We talked about it a, lot, a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Yeah, this was one that was on my list of, of matches to watch. Yeah, sure. so it's 7-6, uh, a close one. One of the closest matches of the of the tournament or the, yeah, of the most, duel. Most of those so basically blows. I see that Japan won. They got one. One. They got one. And that was a women's match. 48 kilogram. <laughs> yeah, we're not strong at women's 48. What is that, about 105 pounds? Uh, Probably not even. Let's see, 48. It is 105 on the dot. Look Woo! How did you pull that one out? Man, I wish I was guessing this well in your trivia game last week. <laughs> Shit. Right. That was uh, yeah, you were a terrible guesser last week. Dude, you kept telling Zach he was right, he was wrong. And I'm not going to drink because he's not here. No, you got to drink that one. But Valid came through on that, so... Hey, last thing I want to talk about this. They had a high school match. Some of the, the premier... Nice. ...best high school kids in the country. Uh, Dayton Fix, ranked like number one in the country right now, was supposed to wrestle a guy whose name is um, escaping, but for some reason he couldn't show up to the match. So a guy named Joey Melendez stepped in, who's probably ranked in the top 10 in his way in the country, but got his shit wrecked. 14 to 1. How did he get 14? Uh, I guess if it was... there's It's... 11 to 1. And, oh, yeah. It, yeah, it yeah. was... 
There's some complications to it, but... I don't know how the scoring works, so that's just a weird score for me. The funny thing about this I want to mention is uh, Joey Melendez uh, had to wear another guy's singlet who had someone else's last name on it. So for anyone who was watching the duel thought, or may have thought that if you never knew what the other guy looked like, that the other guy was just getting his shit wrecked, and really it was Joey Melendez. So, uh, good little uh, master disguise there. Hey, you know, I like when you talk wrestling, you get very, uh, what's, what's the word? Um, passionate? Passionate, yeah. He's very passionate about his wrestling. I like it. Um, I like it. I like it. <laughs> You do, and it, and it sounds good. You're you're very expert in in that sport. Maybe you should teach us a little more on the show, incoming shows. Yeah, you know what? We well, should you're get the expert. we should get you know someone to call in from maybe a wrestling podcast. Mm, you can try. Mm. Maybe that's like here in Austin. Can we get Ooh. like Stone Cold Steve Austin because he's a wrestler, right? Yeah, he is a type of wrestler. He drinks beer and he wrestles. He's perfect for the show. We'd be best friends. He oh is my Austin, god! Right. Yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna start doing a segment well, where you teach me ultimate, I'll teach you wrestling, okay. and then if we could try to combine those sports, I'm sure we'd all go to jail. But it's um, <laughs> probably true. Ultimate with wrestling, it sounds like rugby with a frisbee. It's awesome. Um, Let's get a first impressions. <laughs> we just made a new sport. Patent that. Uh, Trademark that. First impressions. <laughs> um, what's y'all's impression on uh, our first show without coach? I know you said you didn't even didn't even realize he was gone. I, I barely noticed. Uh, I've been looking at Chad the whole time, and I gotta mention your hair looks much better. He's a better he's, than yeah. coaches usually look. He's, he's oh, yeah. more put together. For sure, he's more professional. You know, Zach's always got. I'll drink again for that. He's always <laughs> got his goofy little like man slaton. It's not even a man, but it's like samurai top of the head man bun. Yeah, it's it's. it's and so I think he was wearing some tight, like almost yoga pant tight pants. Yeah, it was really weird too. They were distracting. <laughs> they were they were bad. I'm basically expecting him to walk in with a male romper next week. You you might not be far off there. You might not be far off there. He is in Boston, so uh, who who knows? They're 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 kind of similar to Austin, you know. Austin and Boston they rhyme. That's true. A lot of similar people, minus the anger up in Boston. Oh yeah. But you know, a lot of a lot of college kids experimenting with. Uh, Drugs and, and clothing. Yep, that's I, true. I don't know how they live their lives up there. My, so, both so, of my cousins went to school up there. So so my first impression on this, though, is uh, he was bragging before about never missing a amateur hour Oh, show. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and about how he's a talent and, and all this. Uh, I think we've been uh, probably even better. Could oh, be our best show ever. It could we, be our best show ever. We're probably going to be under under an hour. We're probably going to be under an hour. No coach, no problem. No coach, no problem. No problem. No coach, no problem. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we'll fire when we get back. Who knows? Yeah, who yeah. knows? That's my yeah. last impression on That's my first impression, too. <laughs> um, All right. We, <laughs> the nightcap. We miss you, Zach, but... Drink for that. That's, that's three, and he's not even here. Coach, you need to be gone oh, more often God. so that Spencer just gets plastered. Yeah, All right. Uh, set up the nightcap for me. Okay, Bob? Uh, nightcap. We got some news from the Ultimate Committee. The nightcap sponsored Community. by... Sponsored by Strange and Brewery. Here for any occasion. Every occasion. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so... The so USA Ultimate, which is basically the reigning, um, I guess you could call governing body of uh, college and amateur ultimate prison, ultimate disc, um, did just recently re-signed a historic deal with ESPN to air live games on ESPN Two and ESPN U and the ESPN app. ESPN 360, for those of you that don't know. 
Um, for college and club tournaments, club is the any age, pretty much. Um, you can pretty much recruit players from other states, other teams. Um, no money involved. It's all amateur sports, but um, re-sign it, and they're going to post the uh, or show the college and club tournaments through 2019, which is awesome. So you're going to get to watch the college championships, which are coming up. Um, it is this weekend. It's all like Memorial Day weekend. Yep. Um, where are they playing it this year? Back in Sarasota? I, I think so. I think they may have gone back to Sarasota. I know they're not in Frisco this year. Um, so, that, yeah, big big time news. And obviously Club Ultimate. Um Oh, 69 games that they're going to broadcast? It's mm. a good number there, ESPN. It's pretty good. Um, they negotiated for 11 months, which is pretty good on you, USA Ultimate, for sticking with it. Um, they're going to air it live on uh, on the ESPN app and watch ESPN all that. It's going to be fantastic. I'm excited. Um, I remember going over to a buddy's place before they uh, started streaming all that stuff and watching... Uh, Double wide win, Club Natty's. What was that? Five years, four or five years ago. Um, just because we had a couple of college teammates that were on the team, so I'm looking forward to it just to see some guys that I've played with and against um, out there at Club Natty's. Hopefully, we can get the AUDL out there soon. You know what? This is a pretty smart move from ESPN. They had the big massive layoffs a couple of weeks ago of over a hundred on air and off air personalities. <clears throat> but a big reason why they had to cut so much funds is that all their money is tied up in future broadcasting rights. <laughs> you know, for Ultimate, it's great that they're getting three years of coverage, but I bet ESPN got this on the cheap. Oh, I'm sure. Which is a win-win for both sides. So as someone who participates in a sport that is only on ESPN a couple of times a year. And the Olympics. And the Olympics, I'm I'm happy for you guys. This is awesome. Chad, what do you got on this? Yeah, so it looks like they're going to be broadcasting 26 men's games, 26 women's games. Uh, got some it? mixed in there, too. Uh, yeah, 17 mixed games. So, total 69. Uh, it looks like they are nice. adding, you know, full coverage of everything Ultimate. Uh, I think that if they were trying to just go for ratings, they would have just had the men's on there. So seeing that yeah. they are adding women's on there as well is really cool. Well, the US, um, uh, USA Ultimate is really good about um, trying to bring in the women's side of the sport. Right. And, you know, I've, I've played, we played some mixed tournaments um, up in Dallas at Jingle Bell Hell. And um, some really fun tournaments. You, you can kind of relax a little bit more, not necessarily because there's girls on the field, but because you have more fun. It's I mean, just—it's a different game. It is. Uh, it's still ultimate. I, I love this deal because it just brings more awareness exactly. to what exactly uh, ultimate is. Uh, I think that it is the—I I know it's the fastest growing sport in the world. It was. So, I think lacrosse and okay, smothers are up there, but yeah. Yeah, I mean it's growing like no other, and for ESPN to get behind it now, you're gonna see highlights like you've never seen before. More than you already see, as of now. I mean, you yeah. see a. a professional AUDL play on ESPN, you know, once every couple nights. It's going to be, in one game, a top 10 reel in itself. Yeah, and it could be. If you watch a full game by yourself and you go watch a game. Very viewer-friendly. Go watch a, a soul game here in Austin. 
got some coming up. I'll let you know about those in the future. But you, you'll see some of the most athletic plays all in one game. Um, guys, we're we're under an hour here. I, I got to rush it just to just to hit it. But uh, I think our, it on the our song's podcast. gonna our song's gonna push it over. But that's all right. Um, pretty close. Hey, it's been good. It's been great. It's been good debate. It's been good conversation. Thanks for hosting. Hey, I love hosting the podcast. Yeah. And uh, you know, thanks for thanks for being my one and only co-host this week. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Anytime, anytime you need me, I'm here. It would have just been an invalid. That would have been an absolute train wreck. It would have been a 30 minute show. We'd be done by now. Both shows. Yeah, that's true. That's probably <laughs> yeah. true. Both shows, 15 minutes each. Um, Say what? Wrestling and golf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Hey, that's our new podcast. That's perfect. <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah, thanks, Ballad. Thanks, Chad. Zach, drink. I'm going to drink again for that. I'm going to keep saying it just because he's not here and he can't yell at me. I like that. like getting Spencer real drunk tonight. I'm your host, Spencer Spillin. We're the Sports Buzz. Until next week, we are out. This party is officially over.